we never know another person's needs, but God does, and he listens. Most things that we do on Mondays and Thursdays at 9 a.m., children, the exercise group is in June. Jim, you're welcome, but I'll admit, it's most of the Also, participate in the weekly Bible study on Wednesday mornings and then at 5.15 you can enjoy the evening fellowship meal and the activities. On Thursday morning, join the men of the well for Bible study. Then on Friday, the labor of love could use your help. So you see, we are a busy group in this church. And following our worship service today, you will notice that there is a light brush right outside this door, prepared by the ladies, and maybe we had some help from men, I'm not too sure. Then I would like to call on someone else to come up and make an announcement to Judy Dawson. Um, she's making an announcement about the clothes line. This is a special thing.
will stand as you are able and sing with us hymn number 585. Um, I'm up here today to tell you a little bit of an update on our Alleluia offering. Uh, 
those of you who don't know me, my name is Jay Hedgepath. I serve as the generosity chair for the church. Um, that primarily entails our generosity campaign, which helps us for our financial budget going over year to year, but also uh, the Alali offering, which we do during our, our Easter season. Um, we had big shoes to fill last year, and I'm excited to say that we still have filled it pretty well this year. We did not uh, exceed what our, our last year's numbers were, but I am very excited to announce to you that this year to date, we have raised $26,578 for our Alleluia offering. So everybody give yourself a hand. What exactly does that do for Gadsden First United Methodist Church? Uh, there was a letter that went out letting you know about the Alleluia offering, but if you did not get that letter, or if you, if you uh, don't remember, we have this year decided to allocate 50% of whatever was raised to our ongoing uh, worship and musician fund uh, to help our wonderful choir uh, continue delivering this wonderful music that they do week after week. The other 50% this year we have dedicated to ongoing uh, security uh, enhancements as well as capital improvements. So what you will see going forward uh, is increased security at all of our events, not just on Sunday mornings, but this will go for, for weddings, for various activities uh, during the week as well as funerals, anything that we have, we want anybody here to feel as safe as possible. And again, a, a huge thank you goes out to our local law enforcement for providing that. I think they do a wonderful job. As far as other capital improvements, we have already begun that. Uh, we had a little work that had to be done on the dishwasher upstairs. That has already been completed. We will be updating our security cameras where they are fully functional again, as well as uh, replacing some of the bulbs throughout our facilities with LED bulbs to continue to make our, our building as efficient as possible for monetary and energy use. So again, thank you so much for your continued support for Gazin First, and may God continue to bless us. Before our ushers come down to collect for the tithes and offerings, if you would bow your heads with me, please. Dear Lord, we thank you for all the blessings you have given us. We know that all we have is not ours anyway, that it all comes from you. Please help us to be good stewards as we remember your words from Malachi. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. If you do, I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have room to take it in. Then you tell us to try it and let you prove it. So, here are our tithes and offerings, Lord. Help us to use these blessings to build your kingdom from this place. Amen. And would the ushers come forward, please.
you, Robin, Rhonda, Tammy, and Clara. Awesome. Give them another hand. This morning, we have a surprise for you. I am so glad that you showed up, and I'm so glad you men didn't take an opportunity to do something else because the women had the program. I've been in the church a long time, and I know how the men do on the Sunday that the United Methodist women have the program. They decide to get a golf tee or go somewhere else, but I'm so glad you're here because we have some ladies here that have come all the way from Boston to reenact the first meeting of the Women Organized for Missions. They will portray these ladies and the founders of the present day United Women of Faith. It was a dark and stormy night in Boston, March 23rd, 1869. <clears throat> it was a dark and stormy night in Boston, March 23rd, 
Hello? Talk louder. Ladies, we have some very important news to tell you. This is about the plight of women and girls in India. Please, ladies, hear us out. The girls are not being educated. There are only male doctors, and they will not treat women. Yes, your help is greatly needed. Oh, and thank you for asking. We think we have a plan. But it will require our being a bit unruly. Now, now, it's not all that bad. After all, we are proper Christian women. Amen. We would not want to do anything to upset the men. Oh, goodness, no. Why not? Well, then, here's our plan. We are, go we are going to raise the money to send a woman educator and a woman doctor to, to India. <laughs> oh, dear. I was afraid of this. Now, Mrs. Parker, do not fret. This is not the time to lose courage. Ladies, ladies, please, we must work together. Yes, Mrs. Parker, that's right, we must. If we women don't band together for our sisters in India, who will? Yes, who will? The girls will left behind uneducated. And the women without medical they shall surely perish. In God's name, we must do something. How do we help? Well, I'm so glad you asked. We can raise the money by wearing cheap calico robes. Consider the sacrifices our Lord Jesus has made for us. It is the least that we can do in gratitude and service to Him. Are we least? Whoops. Are we not as much His disciples as the men? Called to care for the poor, the widows, the orphans in every land. Absolutely. We could raise the money in no time.
Yes, it is a bit coarse. But it is very durable. And so easy to care for. Who knows, we might even make a fashion statement. Calico, calico. Now that's the spirit, ladies. Praise God, we are united. I know a woman named, I know a woman named Isabel, who is an educator. And I know a woman doctor named Clara Swain. They have agreed to go to India. As our first female missionaries. We will build a school to educate girls. And we will build a hospital to provide medical care for our women. Ladies, this is going to be something big. And it all begins, really big, really big. And it and all begins right here. Sisters, let us commend our plans to God's care. Trusting that God will bring this to pass. And so it was on that dark and stormy night in Boston, March 23, 1869, that the Women's Foreign Missionary Society of the Methodist Episcopal Church was organized. By November of that same year, this newly formed organization raised money and sent educator Isabel Thornburg and Dr. Laura Swain to India. Ms. Thornburg started high school with just six young girls and it later became Isabella Thornburg College. Dr. Swain's medical work resulted in the first women's hospital in Asia. The Women's Missionary Society started right here at Gaston First United Methodist in 1913. As of March the 2nd, 2022, the name of our group has changed from United Methodist Women to United Women in Faith to include all women, not just Methodists, but all women of faith across our great country. At this time, would all the ladies Present, please stand. I would like to thank you for being here, for the past service, the present service, and the future of what you're going to mean to this church, our community, and our state. Thank you very much. You may be seated. Thank you, ladies. Let's give them a hand. I thought that was very enlightening. Yes, it's hard to believe it's been 154 years since these ladies met and formed the mission society that continues today in our church. I'm going to read from 1 John 4, 19 through 21. We love because he first loved us. Those who say, I love God and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God who have not seen. The commandment we have from him is this, those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. The word of God for the people of God. 
Thanks be to God. I became a member of the Wesleyan Service Guild in 1968. The Women's Service Guild was organized in 1939. I was 19 years old, newly married to a Methodist minister, and had no idea what I was getting into. <laughs> I was the youngest member of these mission societies for a long time. Four years later, in 1972, it became the United Methodist Women. The United Brethren joined with the Methodist Church to form United Methodist Women. I have worked in many churches across the North Alabama Conference, in many local and in foreign mission projects. The United Methodist Women has been a vital part of the United Methodist Church. Most of the time, the pastor knew that if you want something done, just get the women behind your project. The United Methodist Women has always been a very supportive group for me, especially in my younger years, learning the ropes to be a minister's wife. We also have United men in our United Methodist Women. Female and male pastors are members of the United Methodist Women automatically. As I look at John, 1 John this morning, we see that God's love is the source of all human love, and it spreads like fire. And loving his children, God's kindness puts a fire in our heart so that we in turn can go and love others. It's easy to say that we love God and it doesn't cost us any more than maybe showing up one or two Sundays a month to church. And some people haven't showed up since COVID. They've got so used to watching it in their pajamas, they haven't shown up here to be with us. But the real test of our love for God is how we treat the people around us, our family members, our fellow believers, all those folks that were created in the image of God. Who is my brother and sister? Well, Miss Edwin Parks and Miss William Butler knew who their brothers and sisters were. 154 years later, here we are at Gadsden First to continue to serve our brothers and sisters. We became the United Women in Faith on March the 2nd, 2022, as Karen has already mentioned. The United Women in Faith supports missions locally in the United States and around the world. Each month, there is a local mission that you can support. The Etowah Free Clinic, MANA, Second Chance, and the Love Center, which we know now as the Charlesley House. If you will look out where the Hebrew and the coffee and the food is gonna be served today, you'll see that that's their mission project for this month. And there's probably some things on the list that you probably have lying around at home that you could bring to support this cause. As the song says, it only takes a spark to get a fire going. Many projects in this church have been started from a spark. And you could remember the names of these people who started these sparks. 
the clothes closet, ladle of love, strip in elementary school, and many, many more. As you saw on the slide, all the money from the cake sales, the card, and any other projects the women have goes to mission. So who is my brother and sister? Children down the street? Neighbors in Alabama? Mississippi? Oregon? Vermont? Or places all over the United States? As well as India, Africa, Peru, and the islands of the South Pacific, places all over the world. All of us cannot be a foreign missionary, but we can be in missions in our community and wherever there is a need. I felt like I was on the mission field for 30 years as I taught schools and as I met the needs of my students, and I loved every minute of it, and I felt like that was a calling for me. Just as you on the job, at home, or wherever you are, you are in the mission field. Who is my neighbor? The United Women of Faith seek to connect this and nurture women through Christian spiritual formation, leadership and development, creative fellowship and education, so they can inspire, influence, and impact local and global communities. Amen and amen.
I just want to remind you now that we will have food in the Hebrew room. A lot of the ladies have prepared this, and I'd like to say a big thank you to you. They're great cooks, and men too. I think I saw some of our men coming in with food. A lot of you, just like Judy said, have never been in the clothes closet. Please take this opportunity to go into the open house for that today. Let us pray. Let us go forward together to know Christ and to make him known throughout the world. <laughs>